Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello, and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we read and discuss the Inheritance Cycle or the Aragon books. I am Austin, or Teacup, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my other host. I'm Shelby, or Sheikup. I'm excited to be here today. Yes. And so um, before we get started, I just want to plug two things. The first thing is one of the best ways to support us is to leave us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple on Apple, if you leave us a five-star review with some kind and relevant words, we will read them out on a future episode of the show. And Shelby, we have our first ever review to read for this podcast. We do. I'm so excited. Um, so this one is from, this one's from Courier 7. And Courier 7 says, another amazing Cups podcast, five stars. I love the Cups and how they read through page by page and discuss each chapter. Highly recommend this if you're interested in the Inheritance Cycle books and want to hear a discussion about books from the Cups. Thank you so much, Courier. We really appreciate it. And then another way to hang out with us is to join our Discord server, the Cups Podcasting and More. We talk about all of our podcasts, like the Dragon Age Lorecast and the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And this podcast, we talk about all of that on Discord. If you want information about our podcasts, go to this Discord server, because that's where you'll get it first. Are you ready? I'm so ready to talk about this chapter. About the strangers in Carvajal. No. Sorry, that's the last one I edited. Last time, we talked about the madness of life. And this this episode, we came in and we're going to talk about a writer's blade, which in this episode, Aragon, or in this chapter, Aragon decides to leave Carvajal and go and hunt down the strangers. Well, on his way out, he gathers some supplies and he is confronted by none other than Brom, who reveals that he knows he has a dragon. And we get a lot of lore dump and Brom agrees to accompany Aragon. Aragon interrogates Brom and Brom gifts him with a rider's sword that is red. And we're told the name of that sword is Zarok. And we also learn the name of the strangers as the Razak. And that's really what happens in this chapter. Did you say that they do end up leaving in this chapter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I so, think... Go ahead. I just, my first impressions with this chapter was, it was kind of expected for me because I was like, of course he's going to leave. Um, I was a little surprised as a 12 year old to read. I was like, oh, it's Brom. 
But like reading it this time, I was like, of course it's going to be Brom. Uh, mainly because I knew it was going to be Brom. Um, but, you know, I see all the signs of that in there. And just, I felt like when I read this the first time, I was like, okay, now the story is starting. Is what I feel like this chapter is. Yes. Like the exposition is done. We're getting into the actual plot of the story. I very much agree with that. I have so many thoughts, by the way. I, I wrote like a whole page of notes. So I have a lot of things to say. I think the thing that really stood out to me from the get-go, from the first sentence, is that Aragon is deep in grief. Um, he's not just going to get over Garrow's death like in an instant. Garrow was his father figure for his whole life. And so he's he's effectively lost his dad. That's the first thing. Um, but I think another thing is that Safira is like almost callous in a way to his grief. Like he basically is like wallowing in, in, in grief and says, I can't live with this. And she just says, then don't. Uh, Safira as a dragon and just like a dragon as a creature that like lives in nature understands that like has an understanding of the world of where, you know, death just happens and yet it's sad and you mourn, but that's life. And so Safira is very much a, I want to do this thing. And she's like, well, just then do that thing. Yeah, I agree with that. But also significant is, is that she's the one from this beginning of the chapter, from this first conversation, she's the one that first says we need to leave. She is the one that kind of starts that inkling within him. And she basically says to Aragon, says, Aragon examined his emotions. It surprised him that more than grief, he found a searing anger. And then he says to Safira, what do you want me to do? Pursue the strangers? And she just replies, yes. And then it goes on and says her frank answer confused him. He took a deep trembling breath. Why? Remember what you said in the spine, how you reminded me of my duty as a dragon. And I returned with you despite the urging of my instinct. So you too must control yourself. I thought long and deep the past few days and I realized what it means to be a dragon and a rider. It is our destiny to attempt the impossible, to accomplish great deeds regardless of fear. It is our responsibility to the future. Quote in Safira, it's it's very much a like, I feel Aragon's inner monologue of just like, dang it, like, why you gotta turn my words against me? Yeah, I get that too. Very much get that. Um, I also think... There's a lot of, of emotions in this chapter. We see Aragon in anguish, in grief, in rage, doubt, contempt, and even vengeful. So, so he's very much experiencing a lot of different emotions right now, which is to be totally expected since his father figure just died. But he's got to power through them no matter what, you know, to survive. I also like this um, portrayal of like a reluctance to leave the like farm and the home, which we don't often see in other adaptations of the hero's journey. Like Luke is obviously like, okay, uh, Baru and Owen are dead. Let's go on an adventure. And, you know, Frodo, Frodo's a little more reluctant, but he's definitely just like, okay, I have to do this. Let's go. We're going, we're leaving the Shire. Gandalf told me to leave the Shire. We're leaving. And then 
But we hear with Aragon, it's a little more drawn out. And he's like, these aren't reasons to leave everything that I've ever known. Right. Right. I agree with you on that. But I also think we see a lot of character development from him in that place to where he is now. I don't think that's where he is in this chapter. Um, And the proof of that, I think, is on page 93 when it says nothing is more dangerous than an enemy with nothing to lose, he thought, which is what I have become. That is a very different Aragon from chapter one. Yes. And Aragon, I'm sorry, but I have to tell you, you always have something to lose. Yes, very much. But also, I think this very much signifies he's not a child anymore. You know, he's not a kid anymore. He may still be naive and not quite have the most common sense in the world, but he's not a child. He's seen too much. He's no longer a kid. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right. Do you have any other thoughts about the scenes at home before he goes and steals the stuff and we get into all of Brahms' scenes? Um, I have something about him stealing the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that he's not, in his mind, he's not stealing. In his mind, he's borrowing because he expects to come back and pay it back. So his statement um, about him being a person, an enemy with nothing to lose is already being proven false because he expects to come back. He's telling himself, I'm going to come back. I'm going to pay these people back. He can't do that if he's lost his life. Right. He's not thinking that he's going to fail. No, of course not. Because he's a teenager and he thinks he's invincible. Mm-hmm. So with the reveal of Brom and i have one more thing okay i just thought this was hilarious on page 94 it's he's still stealing it says now for food he went to the tavern intending to get it there but then smiled tightly and reversed his direction if he was going to steal it might as well be from sloan yep hilarious yes now we can get into Brahm, sorry. Sorry, Teller. Well, I like I said several episodes ago, I have never believed that Brahm is just a storyteller. I have never believed that. I have never once believed that, not for a minute. So first of all, I'm proven right in that. <laughs> um, and I'll get into a little bit more about what I think about Brahm in my prediction section. So I'll just give you some of my thoughts about this section of the chapter. Um, I do think it's very convenient that Brahm is the one that finds Aragon. I think that's very convenient as is every time Brahm has saved Aragon up to this point. I think it's very convenient, but I also think like something that's standing out to me more as we go on is that Brahm is the primary person by which lore is being told to us like he's the one who gives us lore dumps and we got a lot in this chapter we learned that uh the name of the dragon rider symbol on his hand it has a name i don't know how to pronounce it um gedway ignacia i don't know if that's right but it means shining ignacia or something like that yeah Okay, so we learned that, first of all. We also learned that Brahm is probably a writer, too, because he can talk to Safira. 
We haven't had that confirmed because he says any fool can talk to a dragon with the ability to communicate with their minds. But how did he learn how to talk to a dragon's mind if he wasn't, if he didn't have a bond with a dragon? Um, so I'll tell you right now, this is not too big of a spoiler, but it's just kind of how magic works in the system. So magic, the ability to speak with your mind is a form of magic, but it is something that someone can develop. Okay. That someone can train. They don't need to be linked with a dragon. They don't need to have access to magic. They can, in fact, communicate with their mind in any way. And any creature that can reach out with mental connection can communicate with anybody, regardless on if they have the ability to reach out to them. So all for right. all we know, Safira could have reached out to Brahm and established the communication first. Okay. That's if fair. that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, another thing that I wrote down, we got this huge lore dump, but we didn't I didn't understand any of it. Like all of the lore is like, oh, there's like side eye between Brahm and Safira. He's like, why did you name her that? That's very interesting. And so like as a first time reader, you don't understand any of that context. I'm obviously sure you do, but it's all very like I'm keeping you the reader in the dark, which I do think is a fun uh, way of doing that. Um, I think it makes it not overwhelming or forgettable. So there's that. I also love that Safira likes Brom. I think that's mm -hmm. fun. I love Safira's curiosity and her conversation with Aragon. That's like, I've never seen another human besides you and Garrow and Garrow was badly injured. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was funny in this chapter is uh, like Aragon. I think it's when he's stealing. He's like, I'm going to have all these questions for Brom later. Or maybe it's when they're going back. I don't remember. And then they get to the forest. They get to a point where they're alone and they just sit in silence. And then finally, after a while, Aragon's like, okay, let's talk. But he's like almost afraid to ask questions. But he like, he talks a big game to himself, but he doesn't quite live up to that. Wanting to travel with Aragon. Aragon says, why do you want to travel with me? Said, asked Aragon. A cloud of smoke left Brahm's lips and spiraled up through the trees until it disappeared. I have a vested interest in keeping you alive, he said. What do you mean? Demanded Aragon. To put it bluntly, I'm a storyteller and I happen to think that you will make a fine story. You're the first writer to exist outside of the king's control for over a hundred years. What will happen? Will you perish as a martyr? Will you join the Varden? Or will you kill King Galbatorix? All fascinating questions. And I will be there to see every bit of it, no matter what I have to do. End quote. I think Brahm is lying here. This is a prediction I'm making. I think he's lying. I absolutely do not believe for an instant that his primary motivation in this is because he wants to tell Aragon's story. Absolutely not. False. There is another motive going on there. I don't know what it is yet, but there's another motive. Long. Um, but just the whole giving, Brom giving the writer's blade to Aragon is very significant. I mean, he doesn't 
have anyone to induct him into the riders because the riders don't really exist anymore but this is his his way of being inducted this is his induction moment as much as he can have one i think this is also the scene where we learn that dragons can use magic not like in a lot of ways as you think like a mage or something but Saphira makes the blade shine and Braum is like crazy things happen around dragon all the time yeah impressions to share before we do your predictions yes i do um just two more things i think the thing another thing that stands out to me is of course we learn that the razak are the strangers um and that they're not magical that's very significant but they're very impressive fighters and brahm takes two of them on and survives so, yeah, I don't believe for a minute that he's only interested in Aragon's story, but it's a good thing that I think that because Aragon agrees with me. Aragon says, after he hears this, he says, who are you? Demanded Aragon, suddenly bitter. How come a mere village storyteller happens to have a rider's sword? And how do you know about the Razak? Brom tapped his pipe. I thought I made it clear I wasn't going to talk about that. And then Aragon basically goes off and is like, my uncle's dead because of this. I thought I respected you. You're not the person I've known for forever for all of these years. And then Brom does explain himself a little bit, but not fully. Um, and then that's Aragon says, so then who are you? And Brom, it says Brom smiled gently. I am one who is here to help you. Do not scorn those words. They are the truest I've ever spoken. But I'm not going to answer your questions. At this point, you don't need to hear my history, nor have you earned that right. Yes, I have knowledge. Brahm the storyteller wouldn't. But I am more than he. You'll have to learn to live with that fact and the fact that I don't hand out descriptions of my life to anyone who asks. And then it says, Aragon glared at him sullenly. I'm going to sleep, he said, leaving the fire. I think that Brom is Aragon's father. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I I just don't see how it could be anyone else. If, if it is someone else, it's someone we haven't met yet. So I rescind my previous prediction that Earlier, I said we've already met Aragon's dad. So right now, my new prediction is Brahm is either Aragon's dad or Aragon's dad is someone we haven't met yet. Interesting. I think those are definitely interesting questions. I think that it will be interesting to hear your thoughts as you continue to read the story. Can you say a word other than interesting in response to my statement? I think that it <laughs> is a not unfounded prediction, but I will be fascinated by your takes by the end of at least Eldest. Okay. I, I think that he is connected to Aragon's family, his mom or his, his biological father in some way, because I, I feel like Brom the storyteller wouldn't just be so committed to protecting Aragon. So if he's not Aragon's dad, I feel like he has made a promise to protect Aragon or something like that. Hmm. Definitely, definitely. 
Um, any other predictions? Uh, that's all I got. Well, that not was, enough. No, that's a great. This was a great chapter. Your experience of the books, and I'm amused by you because I know the answers and I find them amusing. Okay. So just where your mind is and the what you're picking up on is interesting to me. And what I'm not picking up on, I'm sure too. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's all for this. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.